Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. It's Fab here from Alt Marketing School. Today I am raving and jiving and jigging and wiggling with Jess because that's the best way to start (laughs) a chat I find. How are we doing today? Yeah. I'm great. I'm oh, sorry, I was about to burp. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm excited. Is that, is that the excitement burp? Is that what it is? Is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking that. So. I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last today, I, I already kind of, um, I shared with Jess well, a couple of ideas and things that came up. And I kind of hinted that I really wanted to talk about Be Real because I've been wanting to talk about it for a while. And that I just never got around to. And it's been on my periphery. Just, just to give us a bit of context before Jess tells us her experience with Be Real, it was really interesting because over the last month it's actually been having loads of spotlight and press because as per the end of July, Be Real, so we're going a couple of months back at the time of obviously listening to this, but I think it actually launched up to 20 million downloads. So it's really gaining popularity in the US, but also everywhere else. So much so that actually it's been representing about... of the users are from the United States, but also apparently we are just following up in the UK with 17%. And for some reason, France as well is going crazy for it. But it's been really, really interesting because there's been a lot of press, a lot of interest, a lot of people using it, and obviously the app going on top of the Apple charts. But I also had a lot of different opinions about how to use it and how people have used it. So I would love to hear yours then I'll tell you my very lame experience with Be Real but how did you go about it how did you like it 
So I downloaded it so long ago when it came, I think like six months ago when I'd seen this people like putting the tweets out and putting the posts out saying there's another social media. Oh my goodness. Can't believe there's another one. I downloaded it and I was like, don't like it. So I just deleted it again. I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to do another one. And then really recently, like three weeks ago, I was with my sister who's 22 and like young and hip. And she was like, oh, I just got my Be Real. And she took a picture. I was like, what? And so the way that app works is you get a notification. You have to, you've got a certain amount of time to get a shot of what you're doing. It uses your front camera and your back camera at the same time. You just show what you're doing in real life. And once you post, you can see everybody else's. If you don't upload, you everyone else's posts are X'd out. Now, I love it. <laughs> it's so fun because I'm just seeing my friends like sat, like a lot of people in marketing or like in the small business world, I just see them doing what I'm doing, sat at their computer like, <laughs> or like I see people just hanging out with their kids and like just it's, it's super real normal human stuff because you don't have the time to create this picture perfect moment now I'm sure soon people will be creating picture perfect epic be reels and everyone will be following the people that are doing the most amazing things and I can't believe you follow that personal be real it's gonna be a thing but right now it's a very sweet app and I literally only I'm only following people in my contacts I've not there is a search feature but I haven't gone in there yet and it's so fun it's nice I like it when I get my little notification and I don't feel like judge like judgy about anyone or I don't feel like anyone's judging me and I don't care about like the metrics of it that's one positive actually I, I I think I was thinking about that myself I think one of the elements of it that is the most enjoyable at time at this time because as you said it could go different ways and it could see potentially go in different ways is that there is very low commitment or pressure and I think just to give an example of another app then people might be like oh my god isn't it gonna be another clubhouse I think the premise of clubhouse was obviously to bring people together but also they were they noticed that a lot of people were really going at it and you know they kind of like yeah super entrepreneurs using clubhouse as the way to grow their business and when that happens that what happens is there's a lot of pressure for you to grow there's a lot of pressure for you to be on it all the time and again like to perform and to create the perfect clubhouse username and bio and all that jazz and I think that's where then again you then unless you really want to commit to the platform it feels really overwhelming so I agree with you I am a bit wary of in order to grow what is because even if you don't think our strategy let's say actually it would be nice for it not to be a strategy platform but the the app itself will have a strategy for growth so that will be interesting because that will probably affect how we use it or how it's used the funny thing though going back to your friends I'm in a similar position where I'm a I'm a millennial well both of us are I guess but um slightly older millennial plus as you say I work in marketing myself I work in front of my laptop most of the day so honestly sometimes I get a notification I'm like ding and then I look as you say everybody else so we're all our little faces and then our little laptop with a potential spreadsheet or some other things around and it's like yep that is pretty much what it is like but as I said, I agree with you. I do like the side of reminding us a bit of what's behind it. Part of me wishes 
what you just said will not happen. But the prediction hat that I currently am putting on tells me that you're probably right. People will find a way around it to actually, you know, then turn it into something that apparently the app doesn't want to be, which is also what I'm interested in seeing. So, yeah, I generally don't know. It will be interesting to see the, how it evolves because I'm not sure, obviously, because I think that's mm. that's the thing with TikTok as well is that there was an element of TikTok that was the raw unfiltered and I think be really taken it to the next level. But then... Oh, yeah, B-Roll's taken that over completely. If B-Roll starts popping off like I think it will, it's going to feel like the most authentic app and TikTok is going to lose that, for sure. What is powerful about B-Roll, if they keep it that way, and obviously what was always powerful about TikTok is they were really clear on their format, their intention, and the user case, in a way. So I think TikTok still has that, even if, again, Instagram is, is scrambling to kind of do the same, and we talked about it every single time. Apologies, we're back at it. But that's the, that's the truth. I think, you know, the worst mistake that the app could make, in my personal humble opinion, if you're listening, be real, hello, is to then try and add more to it. Like, you know, if you actually keep it to the pictures, which is what nobody else is allowing us to do unless you go on Twitter or LinkedIn, you know, it's just nice to have the pictures as the main feature again. For somebody like me who's really visual, you know. So I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be interesting. I wanted to ask you now. What about TikTok has been doing a lot recently? Uh, and I was trying to keep up with that as well. But one of the interesting things, they've been testing a few things that I think they're also testing a way that you can actually see how your followers interact with you. And I think there's also based on the fact that they're really pushing ads. And actually, they're one of the two platforms that is still growing when it comes to ad revenue. So I wanted to ask you a bit more of an update on your TikTok journey, because I know that you've been investing a lot more time in the app as well. And kind of some of the things that you've seen that are changing or maybe some trends of ways that people are interacting differently. Because I think it's been a really interesting time where it's not just about secure username on TikTok. It's now actually be present on it for a lot more people. It's not just us weirdos to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's becoming a contender for the business, small businesses, small business owners, small business founders who are like, no, I'm just going to do Instagram and LinkedIn and I don't see anyone on there. I don't see, I don't think I'm going to get to my clients on there. But I'm seeing a change and people are coming around to it now and they are jumping on, jumping on the TikTok bandwagon. But you do, before it was quite easy to like just repost your reels and maybe put up a tweet that was like, sometimes that would go okay, hardly ever, but more than ever, you have to, I honestly think you have to create an organic strategy alone for TikTok. I feel it's like you wouldn't just repost all your Instagrams onto LinkedIn. Cause that'd be weird. I'm like, it wouldn't feel right. <laughs> you say that, you know? though, but I am seeing that. <laughs> You're saying that, but I am seeing it as well. What I've seen on, on LinkedIn, just, just sorry to jump the gun on that one, but what I've seen on that, which has been really interesting, is that I'm actually seeing, like, for example, for me, when I have a picture of myself, my posts perform a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures, photos on LinkedIn. But... For some of the people, because I did a bit of, I was like, I know it's a thing, but I was like, okay. For some of the people, depending on who they are, they really, they really bang on the videos, and they actually are performing much better than everything else for them. Because I had a bit of a like a light data look. So I do think it's also a bit depending on your audience. 
because there are some people that genuinely never do a picture. I just wanted to mention that because I think it's kind of interesting. No, 100%. If you, it de- I think it depends on what kind of content you thrive in. If you're really good on video, your videos are probably going to perform well whatever platform you put them on. But on LinkedIn, I've seen, and this is not, I hate the cookie cutter mold, but I, what I like on LinkedIn is when people have the portrait style uh, size and then they are in a square and above them is title in white and they're talking and above them is like exactly what they're talking about. I like that. I'm going to go back to Instagram. Yes, there's a couple of things. Um, and one of them, I like it because I've seen it also on TikTok, but I haven't used it as much. And I think it's actually a feature that doesn't work for everyone on Instagram, but it's actually quite nice if you want to do reels in a bit more of a storytelling way instead of just kind of educational style, which is uh, the templates, which they copied from TikTok. But I prefer, I'm going to go contentious. I prefer the reels ones to the TikTok ones, because also the Reels ones are actually picked up from real Reels. So um, I kind of like that, because I know you can use apps for it, don't get me wrong, but I think that's a quite a nice way to actually get some really crucial sounds and then choosing the little snippets to actually bring it together. So I've used it a few times, and I genuinely enjoy it. Have you tried it, or what are your thoughts on it? I love it. I love it. It's such a good feature. Thank you, Reels Gods, for whoever is in charge of like making the template or like getting the sounds and making it to the beat because it looks so appealing and it's really quick and easy to like to whip up something that looks great. So yeah, I'm about it. I've used it for loads of my clients. They always do really well. I love it. I find that what's clever about it as well is that you can use pictures as well. And obviously you can do small video too. So I think it has a lot more potential also for product based. Uh, kind of businesses which I know sometimes are the ones that are like well yeah it's all one and we'll be talking to the camera but it would be nice to showcase the product in action and sometimes even with trending sounds it can get a bit repetitive so I really love the fact that it's they actually refresh however once it refreshed and I was kind of preparing some clips for one of the templates because I had like the perfect sound and now I lost it so I'm a bit sad about that but it might <laughs> it might come back I, I'm, I'm tempted to try and find that bloody sound and try and make it anyway because I got the husband to record about 17 videos for that so bless him um yeah I wasn't too chuffed but I do like that and I think you know honing the honing the feature I was going to be makes sense because honestly and we know that that's what works and interestingly which is less of a piece of news is more of a threat from good old Adam M Adam M our BFF from the gram who comes on and goes live and gives some social media managers a heart attack on a weekly basis thank you thank you i want to say um talking about features and formats is slid in one of his latest conversations that i don't know if you heard there but they're looking to make images vertical so you will be able to share images but they will yeah. be not even portrait no more but vertical so that obviously it fully fits into the new kind of um scrolling experience i'm gonna just do this that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> why? I mean, I understand why, but there's part of me that is also like, I don't know. And it's the testing phase. And there's part of me that understands the testing phase and understands the openness. And it's nicer because before you didn't know what was going to happen and then it would happen and you'll be like, why? But I think there is building in public 
as a great concept and that is building in public to actually give you slight anxiety and just kind of overwhelm that's my opinion i don't know if i'm feeling way too strong about it but there's been so many changes and i didn't even work with clients on it which i think is my silver lining because i only do it for us but i can imagine if i were working with clients it's hard to know when to test something or adopt something in case it changes again or then it disappears so how are you feeling about adam going live again and telling us more great news well Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the ALT Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer or wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks from marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools plus you get workshops seats, group work and even timely panels with incredible experts in the fields so what are you waiting for no i mean it our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Did you see that post that went around that said, make Instagram, Instagram again? Oh yeah, Did I forgot about it? that one. That was another big thing that happened. Yes. I mean. And so the Kardashians even reposted it to their stories. And I think it's because, I think it was like, when he said like, oh, we're gonna make all photos vertical. And if you have a square picture, we're gonna blur out, add a gradient to the top of the bottom. It's just so strange. I, I, I doubt they're gonna come out with that new feature soon because of the backlash. Um, I really doubt that's gonna happen, but they are probably gonna test it and it's probably gonna be they will eventually ring out and I think they're doing it because you know when you take a picture on your phone you get it's usually the full size of your phone so that I think that's the reasoning behind it and it would work better with their full screen experience but I don't know are they getting rid of that are they keeping that have you got it I haven't I haven't got it it yeah I I saw it last week so goodness forbid being testing you should at least be starting to test like a bit later so we might have a bit of more time 
my only thing with that and i agree with you mm-hmm. and this part of me also that says there was a great article which goodness knows if i will find it again but if i do i will put it in the show notes which was about which was actually nicely contentious why you don't want to make instagram what it used to be and part of me understands some elements of it in the way that one you know for some things it's like tough you know it, things change and evolve but also there's an understanding of well you know some of some of the changes led it to where it is right now so it kind of made the point that if you want to use it the way that things are going regardless when it comes to the user experience of how we use social media in general that's kind of where it is going so I don't necessarily agree with them but I think they make a good point of being like okay it's good to be nostalgic about how it used to be but also we need to remember how we're getting used to interact with any social platform anyway so with that I was a bit too mind myself. I was like, no, I understand that. With them, with the vertical pictures, though, my question to myself is related to another potential feature, which is all about the stories element. Because apparently another thing they are testing, God knows, uh, is that now you can only see three, the three top stories. Not now. You will be able to see only the three top stories. She's already rolling her eyes. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's when you know. And the little eye roll will be like, nah. But you'll only be able to see the three stories. And then you have to click on more to see everything. So I'm kind of thinking what it... So you, you start that you do stories as a way to share vertical vertical and more raw pictures. Now you're going to have to use vertical pictures in the feed as well if you want to have pictures. So why would I use stories when I can use that? And where does story fit in that? Is it just about engagement? It's not a problem. But again... Social media managers, strategy, adapting strategy is okay, but every two hours, not so much. Anyway, why did you roll your eyes? This is my <laughs> this is my contentious rant, but why did we roll our eyes at the little stories update that is still in testing phase? I feel like stories is the only part of Instagram that makes it feel human. And if they like, if they change that, I, I, listen, businesses need to pivot. I feel like you don't need to have this in the podcast if it doesn't make sense. But I've seen a lot of service-based businesses in the last two years. Sorry, that started two years ago and it came to now. A lot of people have been quitting, getting real jobs, closing their doors, closing their memberships, stopping their services. A lot of people have been closing their doors and it's really scared me. But someone said to me it's because they kept their business the same. They haven't learned to pivot with the times and like, I feel like Instagram is just doing that. It probably would have the ultimate death if it didn't keep pivoting. Now, I love stories. I feel like they're doing that because I, and this is like a fact out of my brain, I don't even know it's real, but I reckon people watch three stories and move on. I reckon that's the average capacity. Now, I love doing stories. I love talking to camera, but I know after the three or five, everyone slips off that number those story views goes down and down and down it helps marketers and it helps small businesses if you if there's just three it means you've got three stories to engage with someone and give them exactly what you need to say and social media is just getting quicker and quicker and quicker from the user experience we don't have as much attention so it probably makes more sense to do three stories and then you're off or you can choose to if you're engaged do more from a strategy point of view, you can just make sure you've got a really juicy call to action on that third story. 
and initially I was like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> like stories is where I made all my money. <laughs> it's where I get the most engagement. It's where I get the most return, like most clicks, because it feels like I'm talking to someone. But I can see why they're doing it. Probably makes a bit more sense. I don't know. There's something to be said on there as well. I love the little tip that you give about for the call to action. But also I think if you are creating, let's say, a couple of stories to lead into something, then that could be the three stories could become the hook. If you obviously, you're not necessarily having a call to action that is as strong that you like, it has to happen before they jump into the next stages. But it is possible that you might want to have a bit more of a storytelling piece. So maybe using those three or even the last of these stories as a hook would work. And I agree with you. And that's exactly why I was mentioning about, you know, why you don't want to Instagram to be what it used to be. Because it's, in a way, I understand the nostalgia. But as you very rightfully said, keeping up with the updates, keeping up with the times, it, it can be exhausting, but it's the way the businesses survive. And I think in a very niche, intense way, the pandemic has, has shown that because it put us all in a position where ride or die, pretty much, when it comes to the business perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I think, as you said, I agree, like Instagram has found for once a platform that was really putting it like a different spin to it and he had to quickly think how can we still be relevant being uh, on a platform that offers a similar type of need or similar type of relief as tiktok which is there's education but there's also the entertaining piece whereas i find that twitter and linkedin have slightly more niche communities and also slightly different needs and goals when it comes to the user base so no i agree i think it's interesting and i love the little kind of um reframing that you gave us especially what to do if we do have to use three stories to actually make the most of them um i think it's going to be interesting another thing that is slightly different but i wanted to talk about as well just on instagram the last bit of news there was so many as always but there was one that really caught my eye (laughs) because um i i used it as part of my um i always uh, contribute to the social media trends report that comes out for Talkwalker. So it'll come out at the beginning of next year, which is always very exciting. Thank you, team, for having me. And one of the things that I mentioned, we're talking about the community element, and I was like, well, more and more people on Instagram, if not even other platforms, you could say, are really using direct messages as a way to create community and build conversations, which we talked about before as well. And it's really interesting that what they are launching but probably not widely used or pushed, is a way for you to actually get people to buy products through your DMs on Instagram, which I found really interesting because checkout experiences are becoming a lot more refined also on Pinterest and LinkedIn and other platforms, even Twitter, God knows why. But it's really interesting because basically there's going to be a very simple option now for people to buy a product straight from the DMs and then go into the checkout position, which I think is really clever when you use direct messages as a way to answer questions or keep the conversation going as per now is physical products it will be nice actually the more they can integrate it with everything else i think it will be a very clever move but um, i found it interesting because it really shows like the importance of actually kind of creating that community piece and using that conversational piece which is something that we talked about before so if it was actually available for services would you use it personally it just has to not look like the shop. <laughs> as long as it's got a different vibe to the Instagram shop, probably. I'm at the moment paying, I just upgraded my link in bio to something called Snipfeed, which has an integrated shop experience. So you can, I haven't got anything on that at the moment, but when I reopen the doors to my 
membership, I'm going to have it so you don't have to go to a landing page. You can pay £30 via that, via the link to my buy. You don't have to go anywhere else. And I think I'm, I'm paying 29 quid a month to have that option because I know the more clicks that a customer has to do, the the, le- the less they are to, the less likely they are to actually buy. So if you could send them a DM with buy now, it makes a lot of sense. And it makes sense for like the, the customer journey. They're probably more likely to buy. So yeah, I probably would use it. I just hope it doesn't look so really like, like the Instagram shop experience. I, ha- I kind of sense that somebody might not like that too much. To be honest, I've never used it. We talked about it before. I've never, ever used it. I never look at it. So for me, is that is not there. It doesn't change anything. But I'll say, I was trying to figure out the name of the other platform. Yes, it is. I got it. Uh, similar to what you are using, which I'm going to try and put in the show notes if I can find it. There's also a uh, Stan which you've probably heard, Stan Store, which has been used a lot on TikTok instead. Um, instead, mainly, that's what I've seen. Uh, but And I found that really interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, they have been. Yes, a lot of people are using Stan on TikTok. A lot, like, they, they really targeted, like, the UK social media influencers or gurus. They really targeted them, and I saw it, and I kind of was like, no, I don't want it, because everyone else is using it. <laughs> then you're like, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a cousin there. I'm going to get the cousin instead. I like it. There's a cousin. The cousin emailed me and they were like, hi, Jess, we see you're using a link tree. We're from Snip. And I had a lovely conversation with them. They onboarded me for like an hour. And then I was like, take my money. Take that, it. That should... <laughs> but I love it. I love my link and buy. Have a look at it. It's very like branded and easy to use. <laughs> I love to it. To be honest, first of all, we're all going to go and have a look. 100%. But also... I think you had you had you had another great point. Whether it's Stan or whether it's Nick Peter, whatever is going to come out as well, I think that's where linking buyers actually do provide less friction. Are going to have a lot more impact, and that's the thing. And like we can't do that for a lot of the stuff. People have to go for a next step in order to buy from our things. But I still find that you know the easier, the more the easier you can do it, the better because hopefully you can build that relationship where people are going to be ready to kind of click the next step. And I think that's one of the things that. Sometimes we forget and we're like, we need to give people more to read, more content. And I say, well, sometimes less is more, even if maybe you don't have um, one of these platforms or you don't want to use them because you still want to have some links that's different or whatever. I will still challenge people to maybe think a bit more about if you provide enough content or enough clarity or clear the objections within your content. Maybe just like Jess does, you could actually have a more direct way for people to buy when they're ready instead of having to go through six landing pages, 17 hoops. So I think that's a great reminder because I feel like a lot of people still don't do that. And then people, as you say, we're busy. We have little, lot, very little attention span. We just want to know how to do it, where to pay, and how to do the next steps. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I can see that becoming quite interesting when it comes to the different platforms that are coming out to actually make this process a lot easier. I want your help. I want your time. This is where I'm going to you know, book, pay, and go to the next step. So that's going to be interesting. Now, I have a new segment. New segment, which is actually questions. Questions, because last time, basically, we didn't do any of this. We just asked questions and answered questions, which was hilarious. But it was great. It was all about social media slump on, in summer, so it worked really well. But um, I then decided to open it to our community and ask if anybody had questions. So sometimes they will come as audio questions because we are that cool. Sometimes they might come as written questions because people are shy. We love you anyway. 
So from our inner community of all marketing pros, I have one question. So I'm choosing one at a time just because. Um, and I love this question. So I thought I'll actually ask you. So I'm going to ask it to you. It's more for you than for me at this time, I guess. But just because you have been mm. doing a lot of research and work on TikTok. Um, our audience asks, our community asks, how often do I need to post on TikTok weekly to get great results? Okay. Oh my God, this is such I a know. loaded question. I know, I know. So now for the next two hours, no, I'm joking. No, no. But I know, I know, I know it's deceiving. <laughs> I know it's deceiving. So I'm, but I'm ready for it. Okay. I am a big quality over quantity girl. I genuinely think you could post once a week and still grow if that content is like crazy good and people get used to it. Consistency doesn't mean daily or weekly or monthly. It just means showing up with the same tone, the same like branding, the same purpose and giving your audience what they want. I've seen a lot of users post really infrequently but have like a high quality style now if you don't have the means let's say you just have an iphone and natural light and you don't you know the quality of the video isn't going to be perfect and you you have the capacity and you enjoy making videos i would say for a small business owner if you wanted to have like a bit of consistency just to keep you feeling like you're doing something good try and upload two to three times a week and give each video a purpose and that will maybe get you off onto something that will feel nice and just remember that you want to be telling your audience who you are and how they can work with you and showing your personality that's what i recommend love it preach preach that's what i was i was doing my little preach dance i was gonna do my little like happy and actually there's something there um actually one of the reasons why i asked you to come and uh, teach for us as well so we're gonna have but i'm gonna say already we're gonna have a bit of an upgrade we're gonna move our lovely jess to the certification coming 2023 so you're actually gonna be bringing us all the joy and a lot more of this because this is what i believe in uh when it comes to the organic social media strategy so i'm so excited thank you for thank you for joining us for that so students watch out because I really believe that that's something that we need to remember. <laughs> it's something that we have to relearn, like making our own consistency work, making, you know, choosing how many platforms as we think we want to be on in a way that we know we can achieve, we can maintain and we enjoy. And obviously the rest will come. There will be a way for you to actually tap it also into what your audience needs and where they're at, for sure. But at the end of the day, it also has to be something that brings you joy and something that you can achieve within your means. So thank you for answering and it was a loaded question yeah. and you answered really well so i, I would say <laughs> i would say i literally covered every possible instagram thing today uh there was a couple of other things i wanted to talk a bit about be real so that we will catch up in a couple of months and see where they're at if they're still here and obviously now you know that you can as always find more about us first of all just remind us where can people find out more about you so you can go to my Instagram page, jessica.sophia.bruno, and you can just check me out there. I think that's the best way to find me, to be honest. And as 
Yeah. Thank you. And as always, you can find us everywhere. I don't know what that was. Well, thank you. Uh, you can find us at altmarketingschool.com or as always, altmarketingschool pretty much anywhere, Instagram, TikTok and such or altmarketschool on Twitter. We'll be back again with more news, more wisdom and more happy dances very, very soon. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for listening. Head to altmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.